Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. I'm Brad Constantine, and this discussion is going to be 2 Nephi chapter 14, which is also Isaiah chapter 4. So, uh, verse 1 of chapter f- of, of Isaiah 4 is actually, um, in the Joseph Smith translation, belongs in the previous chapter, but the Book of Mormon shows it uh, combined with, uh, with 14 here, so we'll read it as is. Verse 1, and in that day, remember that uh, in that day refers to either the second coming or the last days or the millennium. Uh, in the last, in that day, seven women, now this shows the scarcity of men after the battle and also just may be symbolic, uh, a number that, that means all of the women, uh, shall take hold of one man saying, we will eat our own bread and wear our own apparel, only let us be called by thy name to take away our reproach. Now, a lot of times, members of the church believe that this means that, the, that each man's going to have seven women in the celestial kingdom, or that, the, that polygamy will exist in the celestial kingdom. Uh, that's not what this means. Uh, you have to notice what's going on here in this verse. The conditions under which these women could accept this marriage are contrary to the Lord's order of marriage. In the proper covenant relationship, the husband is supposed to take care of the wife, as opposed to what's happening here, where the women are saying that we'll take care of ourselves. That's not a proper um, marriage covenant. Seven women, meaning simply a lot of women, will require a man's hand in marriage. Economic problems will be such that these women will be willing to provide their own food and clothing, contrary to the usual marriage customs. According to the Hebrew scriptures, a man was required to provide a wife with food and clothing, but in this case, Isaiah observes that the women are willing to waive that right. Having a good knowledge of the importance of marriage, they request a man to take away their reproach. In Isaiah's day, and indeed in many parts of the Near East today, it was and is a disgrace to remain unmarried. And that was from the Book of Mormon Compendium by Sidney Sperry. Verse 2, In that day shall the branch, uh, Jesus Christ is often called the branch, also an offshoot of the house of Israel is often called a righteous branch, a branch of the Lord, be beautiful and, turning the page, Glorious, and the fruit of the earth, excellent and comely to them that are escaped. Survivors of the coming destruction, the escaped of Israel, will consist of both Jews and other members of the house of Israel. Of Israel, the fruit are the righteous of Israel, who are true true temple worshippers, for they shall be called holy, or a temple people. Verse 3, And it shall come to pass, they that are left in Zion and remain in Jerusalem shall be called holy, every one that is written among the living in Jerusalem. It is significant that the survivors of God's judgment will be temple, temple worshippers. And um, they will be temple-oriented people, for it is their temple um, that will help, it is their temple orientation that will help them escape his judgments. We have been commanded, stand ye in holy places and be not moved until the day of the Lord come, for behold it cometh quickly. 
And to stand in holy places refers to not just temples and chapels and our homes, but wherever we are when we're living the commandments. And being not moved is also uh, a reference to not being afraid or not being frightened, but having confidence in the Lord's uh, help and guidance. Uh, Moroni quotes 4 and 5, these next two verses, when he visited Joseph Smith uh, and said that this prophecy was soon to be fulfilled. Uh, it states, uh, verse 4, When the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, meaning cleansed the earth, and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment, and by the spirit of burning, or the second coming, being cleansed is a process in which the Holy Ghost plays a prominent role. Joseph Smith taught that as the Holy Ghost falls upon one of the literal seed of Abraham, it is calm and serene, and his whole soul and body are only exercised by the pure spirit of intelligence. While the effect of the Holy Ghost upon a Gentile is to purge out the old blood and make him actually of the seed of Abraham. The glory of Zion shall be her defense. Elder Orson, F. Or Orson Pratt suggested that the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy would be literal. I like this. He's talking here about uh, uh, things that have happened in the past. And he's talking now about uh, in the next verse. Uh, but let me just read you this first from Orson Pratt. He says, the time is to come when God will meet with all the congregation of his saints and to show his approval and that he does love them, he will work a miracle by covering them in the cloud of his glory. I do not mean something that is invisible, but I mean that same order of things which once existed on the earth as far as the tabernacle of Moses was concerned, which was carried in the midst of the children of Israel as they journeyed in the wilderness. But in the latter day, there will be people so pure in Mount Zion with a house established upon the tops of the mountains, that God will manifest himself not only in their temple and upon all their assemblies with a visible cloud during the day, but when the night shall come, if they shall be assembled for worship, God will meet with them by his pillar of fire. And then, and when they retire to their habitations, behold, each habitation will be lighted up by the glory of God, a pillar of flaming fire by night. Did you ever hear of any city that was thus favored and blessed since the day that Isaiah delivered this prophecy? No, it is a latter-day work, and one that God must consummate in the latter times, when he begins to reveal himself and show forth his power among the nations. And so, Heavenly Father is going to show again that pillar of fire that the Israelites experienced when they had the tabernacle, that's going to occur again, only this time it'll be upon our our homes, the places that we live, uh, as long as we're living worthily. Verse 5, and here's the quote that, he, that Orson Pratt is using. And the Lord shall create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For upon all, everyone, the glory of Zion shall be a defense. Now, if you think about this, if you pass by a person's house in the middle of the day, and you see smoke coming out of their window or out of their chimney, what do you uh, what do you expect? What do you understand? You understand that they're home. If you pass by their house in the, at nighttime and you see lights on in the house, you assume that they're home. So here, uh, Jesus is showing his light in our homes to show that he is there and that he is in the temples as well. Now, where it says that shall be a defense, this should read canopy. Thus Zion and her inhabitants shall be protected by God from spiritual harm in the same way that individuals are protected from physical harm by seeking shelter during the heat of the day or in great storms. Verse 6, And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat, and for a place of refuge, and for a covert from storm and from rain. 
The storms remove the wicked out of their places as chaff is removed from the wheat, while the righteous, like wheat, are gathered into protected units and preserved in the Lord's temples and other holy places. And as we gather into stakes of Zion, that those are protections to us from the Lord. Joseph Smith said, The time is soon coming when no man will have any peace but in Zion and her stakes. I saw men hunting the lives of their own sons and brother murdering brother, women killing their own daughters and daughters seeking the lives of their mothers. I saw armies arrayed against armies. I saw blood, desolation, fires. The Son of Man has said that the mother shall be against the daughters and the daughter against the mother. These things are, are at our doors. They will soon follow the saints of God from city to city. Satan will rage and the spirit of the devil is now enraged. I know not how soon these things will take place. We know that some of that's already happened. Uh, Hans Mill and some of these other experiences that the saints had. I bear testimony of the truth of these things, that as we study Isaiah, that we'll gain a better understanding of his words and, and how they apply to us. If we can live worthily of the of the blessing here that uh, the Lord's pillar of fire will be upon us and upon our homes and temples, then we can actually have that occur in our lives. I bear testimony that these things are true in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.